It's time for the top four at four with Levac and Gaz. Yeah! Time for the four biggest stories in the world of sports, considering that I just did the uh, kickstart with 10. And we got the play of the day coming up. You got, have fun picking the four biggest stories that we haven't already done, Gaz. Thanks to our friends at Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. I feel good about this top four. four. Right. We're talking about polls here in the college football world. We are hoping on this Monday we get a little bit of local love, whether it's Union, whether it's RPI, whether it's UAlbany. Maybe some of those teams staying in the top 25 are cracking it. No RPI, no Union. You Albany football falls over the weekend in a close game. They are now out of the top 25 FCS poll. They received just one vote. So thank you to whoever that media member was who voted for them. They did not stay in the top 25 <laughs> after their loss to New Hampshire. The college football FBS top 10 quickly looks like this. Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Florida State, Washington, Oklahoma, Penn State, Texas, Oregon, North Carolina. That is your top 10. In fact, polls in college football. Even in 2023, that number, that ranking next to you does hold some weight. We were so excited this time last week talking about the Great Danes in the top 25. And this week, they have to adjust their season when we talk about maybe expectations. Maybe my question's wrong. Do you adjust the expectations of the school now that they're no longer in the top 25? No, because the season ain't over yet, baby. Um, that, and listen, you lost to a good New Hampshire team, 38-31. Uh, you were with them the whole time. It's... If if you didn't get a chance to listen yesterday, I, I really I think you're going to see the running game kick up a little bit as the season goes on. But that's that's just about all that I don't see right now. They've got great pass rushers. Uh, Poffenbarger at quarterback has been electric. You know he makes a couple mistakes here and there, but he seems to learn from them, and that's key. You know you got you need a guy who when he makes a mistake he learns from it. Uh, you got uh, Rhode Island at home this uh, this Saturday, so I'll be there for that game. Then you're at Maine. Uh, then you're home for William and Mary. You're you're at Stony Brook. You're home for Monmouth. So, you got you got enough games left to make a statement. I think once you're in the top 25, as long as you don't do anything super stupid or sucky, it's a lot easier to get back into it. It'd be nice if it happens again. It's not the end of the season, as you said. There, players don't care about it as much as media members and fan bases do. Players just go out and do their thing. And if it's 20, if it's 19, if it's 14, doesn't matter to them at all. I believe it's uh, play on players. Is that Shakespeare who said that? I think so, yeah. We move on to story number three here. Levesque. Or Black Sheep. I'm not sure. One or the other. Remember last week when we brought the conversation of what sports could be added for the 2028 Olympic Games in Los Angeles? Yeah. And in the mix for that was lacrosse, cricket, squash, like football, baseball, softball. And we were wondering how many, if any of those sports would be added to the Olympics. Yep. All of them. Yeah, man. All of them are in. Yeah, man. We were picking which ones might be in, what night. No, all of them, according to the announcement today. One more time for you. Cricket, squash, baseball, softball combined, if you see the press release here. It's male and female, flag football, lacrosse, all in. One more time. Flag football, cricket, squash, baseball, softball, lacrosse, all a part of the 2020 Olympic Games. So that means for the first time in a long time, we're talking about football players, American football players competing in the Olympics. We haven't seen that since 1932 when L.A. hosted its first summer games. Levesque, what do you make of this news of all these sports being a part of the upcoming Olympics later on this decade? I was waiting. I was waiting patiently for you to acknowledge this because I saw my friends at the AFL at official AFL tweet out congratulations to our partners at USA Football for flag football being added to the Olympics program. Let's go. Let's go. 
Uh, so now that we're just out there, let's just say this. <sighs> Come get some, dog, because we are going to win gold medals. That's what that's going to be. All right? Seeing the build across the United States of America of flag football, both male side, female side, and having this happen, awesome. I, I was... Again, last week, if you told me the least likely of these to get in, I would have told you flag football. You did. You said that on the show. The international field of the other sports, the other sports being in the Olympics before. This is really cool to see what happens with flag football. I think it's going to blow up. I think it's going to be one of the most watched Olympic sports in 2028 amongst the American fan base. Conspiracy theory? You want it? You want my tinfoil hat? I have a conspiracy theory, too. I want yours first, though. Tinfoil hat? Everyone in the world, except for us, the fans, Wants everyone to love flag football so they can stop playing tackle football. Ooh, I don't like that. No, I no, don't no. either. No, but it's I don't there. like that one. It's there. Ooh, it's there. Mine was going to be more about the reason all these sports got in is because now international markets are going to charge more money in places like in India. Cricket, the value of the Olympics just went through the roof because India wants cricket. They want the gold medal. I was going more business and media and sports. You're going for the downfall of America's pastime now in 2023. The wussification of America, yes. That's what I'm going for. Gross. I don't like that take, but they don't call me Mr. Doom and Gloom over at the other office for nothing. I'm Mr. Doomsday Scenario. I'm the guy who comes up with the worst possible thing and then makes a plan to fix it. You know what? Get it out then. I want flag football out of the Olympics. You just made. Oh, oh. we don't want it out. Oh. We just want to make sure there's a fine definition between the two. Those of you who would prefer to have a flag pulled than tackled, God bless. Go over there. Those of you who are gladiators and want to make millions of dollars kicking ass and taking names, we'll see you over here and get you fitted for a helmet. And story number two, Cowboys and Chargers, American football, closing out week six. I think you and I have some takes on this game. As much as we enjoy the top forward for it, let's kick that one a little later in this hour. We'll preview it. Would you say punt it? Punt it to the head? Yeah. Is there, <laughs> is there punting in flag football? I don't uh, remember depends it anymore. On the league. It depends yeah. on the league. There's a lot of leagues. You know, there's a lot of leagues that don't uh, do not do it, but uh, some do. Some do. Story number one. It's Major League Baseball's postseason. It is underway. We've got game one of the NLCS tonight. First pitch scheduled for 8.07 in Philadelphia as the Phillies host the Arizona Diamondbacks in game two of the ALCS. Uh, about a half hour from now, Astros and Rangers. We're not going to judge you. We're just going to talk out loud. Mm-hmm. You listening right now, be honest with yourself. You. Did you watch game one of the ALCS? Did you forget it was on? Are you confused why it was on a Sunday with all the great football action that was going on? If you did, again, did. we're not here to judge you. I did. We'll just tell you the Rangers won 2-0. And it was a fantastic performance by former New York Yankee Jordan Montgomery. Who went up. six and a third, five hits, no runs allowed, just one walk, six Ks for Montgomery, the former Yankee pitcher. Before we left here on Friday, I said I like the Rangers in that game, and I put money on them. And the only reason I know the game played is because I cashed it. That's the only reason. I didn't know the game played. I didn't watch it. I was watching football all day. A lot of people were. Yeah. And Montgomery's performance may have been lost. I don't know where it ranked in the headline. Uh, if baseball, by the way, feels like it's getting kicked around today on a Monday. Remember that Olympic piece I just talked about there? In most headlines, yeah. it says flag football and cricket. You have to dig to make sure baseball and softball. Now, this is not a shot for baseball. I'm just telling you how it looks right now. Mm-hmm. We will talk more ALCS and NLCS well, coming up in the show. But it just well, feels like we're not judging you, right? Well, but baseball and softball were the least surprising they were coming in, they were coming in, in my opinion. Because yeah. they've been there. Like cricket and, and flag football. It it seems it it did seem a little weird. Flag football still feels like, um, you know, something you do on the beach, not necessarily to get a gold medal, but.
but uh, no, here we are. We are the voice of the Capital Region sports fan, and all those stories we just talked about, the emergence of a new sport, you Albany football, there's tons of Cowboy fans in the area. Maybe I ranked it wrong. Maybe I should have pus- pushed it down the CSs, but we'll find out later on. Yeah, um, that was pretty fast. That top four. That was that flew. That was a, that was that was quick, man. That was feels like uh, feels like maybe just maybe you're gonna try and get me to talk longer about something else that you want to talk about. That's what that's what I get from you. Like when God goes, hey, look at do this covered up. It means I want time because I'm gonna try and aggravate Levac. Usually, generally, I'm not. I'm speaking in generalities here. I won't do that. Okay. I will tell you about Lily and David Fine Jewelers, Ooh. though. The shops of Wilton. Tell me more. For something special for her. The holiday season just around the corner. Maybe you don't want to go in November and December when you're never going to be stressed and shopping for other things. Heading out in October to the shops of Wilton, Lily, and David Fine Jewelers. The fall weddings. I see the pictures on Instagram and Facebook. People are heading over to those fall weddings. Maybe she's looking to add to her style, her fashion, and she celebrates great events. New pair of earrings. Maybe a nice necklace. Maybe an upgrade on the ring. Lily and David Fine Jewelers is the place for you. Speaking of, uh, we bumped into our guy Corey over the weekend. Shout yes. out to Corey, man. We appreciate him supporting Lily and David Fine Jewelers. Him and his fiance. The fiance said, I got to make something get fixed. She went We've right back. We've never met her, though. We have not. No. Are we sure she's real? We're going to have to call Alyssa. I want to know that she's real. I just imagined Corey. We love you, but like imagine like Corey and the fiance and the cow all going into Lily and David Fine Jewelers. Cow's the best man. Named Gazi. I saw that. Well, that's actually, that's a female cow. Oh. So that would be the maid of honor. Whatever happens at Lily and David Fine Jewelers, whether you <laughs> want to keep it a secret from your soon-to-be fiancé and soon-to-be wife, or you just want to go with her to pick out exactly what she wants. Alyssa, David, Tammy, G, and the entire crew there have heard the stories before, and they want to work with you and continue for the big events in your life for you to keep coming back. Lily and David Fine Jewelers, when you stop and tell me you heard about my story, my engagement ring, my wedding band, and more. You heard it 95.9 and 980. Fox Sports wow. Radio, Apple, Spotify, all that good stuff. That's like the most efficient top four we've ever done. It really is. Uh, you know what? It's, it's, let's do this. You know what we haven't really done? What? I have not been able to give out all the historical data that I've been able to compile from last night's Giants and Bills game. Ooh. Uh, Levac, I'm looking at the clock right now. On Sunday's show, we talked about this term we use called manipulating the line. Yes. I am going to manipulate this clock. Hopefully my boss doesn't get mad at me. There's no kids listening manipulate the clock here coming up if you are a bills and giant fan i can promise you this we're gonna talk for a while we're going commercial free for a minute here okay got time. i'm gonna manipulate this clock so don't this is like the old wcw wwf monday night wars we're not cutting away when we come back we're not cutting away for a while you get a lot of levac guys coming up next. gonna go to resolution coming up next right here fox sports radio 95 9 9 80 it's LeVac and Gaz on 95.9 Fox Sports Radio. Well, hello there. Oh, man. All right. So one of the games, um, as I've been enjoying myself and how brilliant I feel I am, a uh, game I got beat up on a little bit last night was the uh, the, the Giants and the Bills. Uh, I, I thought the Bills would dominate. I really did. I didn't bet the Bills a lot. I did a lot of Bills money line into stuff. But, like, I thought they would score a lot of points, and I thought maybe with with Tyra Taylor, they'd throw deep a little more to Jalen Hyatt, you know, like just kind of a more of a seasoned vet. I thought maybe he would he would deliver the ball down the field. So I could see it being, like, a higher-scoring game. All those things were wrong. The only thing right was Bill's money line, which, of course, I didn't bet by itself. It would have been, like, I think it was, like, 650 to win 100 or something like that. 
So I didn't I didn't do that. So of of all every day part, the only one I wasn't good at was the the Sunday night game, and then of course most of Saturday I just kept getting getting hammered on. But I, I was so I was so invested in that Jets game that I kind of went bigger later than I probably should have. I still got more than I started with, but if I had just been like, this is the amount that you bet on games, Jeff. Don't do don't go bigger. This this many units, not three times the units, and then but whatever. That felt like Capital Region sports fans will get this better than anybody else is listening across the iHeart app. That felt like a horse race at Saratoga. Well, yeah. so you know, one to two to five favorite. Well, they're gonna win. Hang on. What's going on? Get going. Get moving. What are you doing? Hang on. You're the better horse. Now, some would say, guys, there's a difference between that and Saratoga. If you bet the two to five at Saratoga, that horse would lose. In this case, the Bills did win and held on. Bear Levac throughout that game, every single quarter. I'm downstairs in the in the the play area, right? The kids are asleep, <laughs> wife's asleep. I'm like, okay, the Bills are gonna pull away. I want to watch that third and fourth quarter probably tomorrow at some point because it's gonna be a blowout here. And you just keep watching, like, okay, that wait, what's 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 happening? How I'm 24 hours almost removed from this game, and I'm still looking back, thinking, how was New York competitive in this? Like, does Brian Dayball get the credit? Because Tyrod Taylor basically blew that. You're going to look back at that game and say, if he understood the audible there at the end of the first half, they probably do win that game. Is it the officials? I see how hot you are, Giant fan, today. And you are right about some of those terrible calls or non-calls against Buffalo. There was some bad officiating. But that's not the only Sunday night football game we've dealt with this season with officiating being a storyline from an underdog fan base hoping to pull an upset. Is Buffalo just not good as a Ken Dorsey? Like, there are so many things we got to unpack here today from that game that I'm still in confusion mode of what the hell happened of all the games, even with the Niners losing, we talked about earlier, even with the Eagles losing, this one stands alone of what did we just watch involving these two teams? All right, so 14-9, final score. Giants win the turnover battle two to nothing, which, I mean, obviously, you know, the great coaches or should I just say the people with half a brain have learned that if you win the turnover battle, most likely you're going to win the game. So you, so the, the Giants gave themselves that advantage. They still couldn't really score, which, again, you, you back up quarterback. He's making dumb decisions. Tyra Taylor, he, he even uh, – Dable even said it. Like, when he checked to the run uh, with the clock running down, he was not – he wasn't he wasn't allowed to do that. That was not what he was told he could do. Um, but I, here's – Giant. let me give some good news to the Giants, right? So the Bills' streak of 60 straight halves with a point scored was crushed after the first half. That was the longest streak in their franchise history. And then they became the fifth team since 1970, the merger, to win a primetime game when being held scoreless through the first three quarters. The 07 Steelers defeated the Dolphins on Monday Night Football. That's, that's I mean, that's insane. That, just that... You were held scoreless for three quarters, and you found a way to win the game. So what happened? Because that giant defense, back. let's not act like, you know, it's, a, it's not even the Cowboy defense. It's not the Browns defense of 2023. This giant defense has been historically bad. Yep. Historically, and not just in the sake of the New York Giants as a franchise being historically bad. In the history of the NFL. So they're historically bad, and they go out on Sunday night with a backup quarterback with basically – the most impact players injured on the roster, and they shut down an MVP caliber quarterback, one of the best teams in the AFC. The pass rush? 
the secondary. Well, good coaching. No, something happened. No turnovers. No turnovers. Saquon being back, you now you can see like it. It sucks that he's been hurt so many times because his contribution to what the New York Football Giants are not just the offense, his ability to prolong drives, to to just take time. Get, you get a breath on the sideline. You're not turning the ball over. Like, his ability to do those things makes the whole team better. But I, I'd say the the no turnovers. And also, you went into that game, if you're the defense, knowing, hey, the only way we stay alive in this game, the only way we win this game is if we play like our hair's on fire. Like, you can't – we can't expect T-Mobile to go out there and play like he did – for a few short games before everyone's ever taken his starting job. I know Chargers, they tried to kill him. It's not really his fault. But, like, he's he's become, like, when you look up bridge quarterback in the dictionary, it's like him and Teddy Bridgewater. Like, oh, like it's all, like, dudes, Alex Smith are all sitting there going, yeah, we're, we're good, but everybody wanted the other guy. So you went into it knowing you had to do it. I think maybe your effort was a little stronger. So and this is maybe the second time we did that. And I know this is the second time we did this with the New York team. We asked this question when the Jets almost beat the Chiefs. We asked if Aaron Rodgers plays that game, do the Jets win? And I think we kind of both said no because Wilson was so good. Like maybe yeah. there's a player two that Rod- – but Wilson was so good in that game, it didn't really matter if that storyline of Rodgers is out there or not. Last night did feel like if Daniel Jones is on the field, as bad as he's been in some games this season, maybe just the IQ of Jones – Maybe a few more mobile plays out of the pocket wins that game. Hell, I saw the takes today, Levesque, that said, if Tommy DeVito, this is what happens when you have a Central New York, very biased social media. People were saying if DeVito's in the game, they win because he doesn't make the mistakes Taylor does. Uh, That might be much of a stretch, but if you're ticked off at Taylor today, Giant fan, I'm not going to argue against you. I'm going to go Team DeVito. I don't care. He didn't get on the field. He didn't make any mistakes. So, you yes, know, you can you point know, to the quarterback and say maybe that's the reason they weren't able to pull off that upset in the fourth. I have a I have an unpopular opinion that Giants fans not going to like. There's no way on God's green earth the Bills should have been playing a game a week after coming back from London. Thank you. Should have been bye week. If you're going to make me go to London, you got to give me the bye week when I come back. They were hungover. You know, maybe not you know, literally without alcohol or whatever, jet lagged, whatever. They looked like they were sleepwalking for the first three quarters of the game. And and Josh Allen took some some beatings. He did. He didn't get any sacks, but he took some beatings. Like I, I just I felt like you didn't see anything close to what the Bills really are. And, and for the critics of that take by you, some are going to say, "Well, Levac, they played the Jags. The Jags didn't have a bye week. Not the same thing. The Jags were there for two weeks. Right. The Bills were there for about a week. The Jags should have had a bye week this week. They obviously go out and handle business, which kind of you know rains on my theory just a little bit." But I saw I, – I, it's almost like the Jags as an organization are a little more familiar with it. I, I don't know. Week, they yeah. were the whole week. They were here for two weeks. Buffalo well, was there for about they, six days. To have they're how you do basically the, the home team in London. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they've done that travel all the time. There's just something about the, this Bills team that just didn't look right from the rip. But this Giants team, the, the will to win was there. And I I love that Brian Dable said – when the, they were talking about the effort, he's like, I appreciate them trying, but you don't get trophies for trying. Like that's – like that – if that's what I want my head coach to say after that kind of game, because I'm mad, I'm upset. There's not going to be. I I saw a vision of starting two and four instead of one and five, and if you beat the Bills, much like the Jets beat the Eagles, that's got to be a little bit of a slingshot, a little catapult forward. Teams are looking at that on their schedule, like up ahead where everybody's circling. Ah, oh, we got a W against the Jets. 
people are racing that circle right now and going, hey, we better get better get our work in. And I think the same thing would have happened with the Giants if they found a way to, you know, get that last second touchdown or or don't screw up early or, you know, instead of a field goal, get a touchdown, all those things that they could have done. But I think what you see is what this is. This Giants team is well coached, but the roster is flawed. They do not have an offensive line. They, they you know, Daniel Jones was out. Saquon looked in the first, again, he looked like he was, if, obviously for different reasons, he's knocking the rust off. But the first couple quarters, you know, first half, he he didn't look right. And then all of a sudden he looked like Saquon. So you play this thing again in, in optimum conditions, which I would assume means the Bills beat you, you know, because optimum conditions, you still have Justin Pugh on that offensive line somewhere, which God bless you straight off the couch. The funniest thing I've heard. <laughs> said it earlier. I'll say so it again. Funny. Guys who use that appropriately, like there's only two. I either want your exact school or I want something so great it's like that. Justin Pugh, straight off the couch. Like, oh, my God. And then all of a sudden he's left tackle for part of the game. Like, that's awesome. Did that bring it back to the old days for you, Levac, with a certain segment on another radio station for you from where you used to have the view from? Oh, I, we can do. I can still say view. Sure, I think so. Everybody, everybody knows this. Me. None of the people who did that are on that station anymore. The view, yeah, Levac, view from the couch. It's Jeff Levac with sports, beer, sandwiches, and other life essential. I miss you, Richie. Richie Phillips and I were supposed to golf this uh, this summer, and it's never got around to it. That's my fault, though. <laughs> I wish Richie would have had like the music play behind Hugh and I. You know, <laughs> he um he got actually funny. Like I, it's funny to me. He we got complaints about it in the beginning. Really? Because there was a belch. So it was like it's Jeff Levac with sports beer sandwiches and other life essentials, and it was like this loud belch, and like two old ladies called and complained about hearing a belch on on you know that that station. And it was so funny to me. And I like Richie's such a nice guy. He's like, I don't want to offend anybody. We'll take it out. I go, okay, that's fine. I go, tell everybody I put it there. Tell everybody it was really me doing it. I don't care. Oh. But he was, he's such a nice guy. He fixed it. But that was the yeah. That was that's so. Think about this. Well, we're on Fox Sports. We can get away with a little bit. We can talk about big Phoenix energy. Um, <laughs> think, think about how, think about how different your life would be if we were if we were on that station. The complaints that you we would get for and, the weirdest, stupid reasons. And you were proper by calling it a belch. You weren't even calling it a burp at all. Yes. Right? You can't even yes. do that. Didn't want to offend the old ladies. Guttural there. sounds is, I believe, what the one woman called it. That's a disgusting guttural sound at the end of that song. I I'm, was like, your granddaughter likes it. I'm gonna hold the giant <laughs> fan here for a second after a win out. I really want to know how you guys felt if they pulled it up. But I, I'm gonna start with Bill Fan here quickly about does Bill Fan really realize how bad of a loss that would have been? Like I don't, oh, yeah. I don't even think they do today. Because let's say that happened. We'll play that game quick. Let's say the Bills drop the three and three. All of a sudden, you've got the four division winners in the AFC. Spoiler alert: You're not on the top of the AFC East right now with a loss. The Jets have the tiebreaker over you, both sitting at three and three. So the Jets would move ahead of you on seeding. The Steelers are on a bye, so statistically, Pittsburgh would be ahead of you at three and two. And then you're in a mix with a bunch of three and three teams, and you'd play a real, or you'd be out of the postseason. I get it. I'm not doing the what if the season ended today. No. But with how competitive the AFC is laying out to be right now, because of records and because of how teams are maybe surprising more than others, and even in your division, how good it is, it could have been a potentially devastating loss for Buffalo as they move forward for throughout this season. As for the Giants, I don't want this to be a thing we keep doing this season. I don't like it. It's annoying, but some fans love to do it, especially two to three years ago. Giant fan could have looked back and said, oh. I can't believe we beat Buffalo. Now we've got the seventh pick instead of the fourth pick 
or now we've got the 11th pick instead the NFL draft want to tank people would have been out I'm glad if giant fan won that game it would have been more celebratory than it cost us a draft pick spot but I could have seen a percentage of giant fan who is okay that if this continues to happen and the Giants struggle that the future is closer than they realize rather than falling back. And I hate that take, but I know there would have been people out there having that take. All right, you want some you want some uh, historical nuggies? Oh, yeah. All right, so I already told you that this is a, um, this breaks the 60 straight halves with a point scored for the Bills. Um, they're, the, again, the fifth team since the 1970 merger to win a primetime game of being held scoreless for three quarters. Last one to do was 07. Uh, the Giants have now gone three straight games without an offensive touchdown. This is the first time they've done it since 1976. By the way, I was born in 1976. That's how long ago that was, and they did it four <laughs> straight games that year. Here's here's like, but I, I a lot of 1970s in there, right? Yeah. Since the merger in 1970, three teams have started one and five and made the playoffs. I only have two of them in front of me right now, so if you start guessing them, you can only guess two. Okay. <laughs> uh, the one in five. They started the season one and five, just like these guys, uh, and then they and then they were able to go go to the was the one of, was one of the teams the Washington Commanders of like 2021 when they were like seven and nine and won the division. Uh, 2020, uh, they ended up seven and nine. Yeah, so I think that's one of them. Yeah. Yep. All right, because 2021 okay, playoffs, so 2020 season. Okay, I have the other two for you as well. Uh, is one of that Panther team nope. that happened with the – no, not the nope. Beast Quake? Nope. Uh, that one, was, was, one was in 2015? 2015. 2015. Uh, the, the, the Cowboys? The Kansas City Chiefs with Alex Smith started 1-5, went on a 10-game winning streak. Then the year eleven and five, so the 2015. So that's the following year that draft. Mahomes eventually comes within the next 24 months. Wow. Okay. And then the other one is in 2018. 2018. Oh yep. man, this, these are incredible stats right here. One in five. Uh, one in five. Was it the Bengals? It is the Colts. How about them Colts? 2018 Colts. So Andrew Luck was still on the roster at yep. that point. Yep, they were said. Uh, they said they broke the team down the season down to four quarters, and they won the remaining quarters. Oof. That's how they did it. So there you go. But so they're so still alive. Giants mathematically, historically, still alive. One in five. You know, if say what you want about Justin Pugh straight off the couch, he makes the other guys a little better, a little better. So, you know, if you can get him, Evan Neal had some run blocks last night. I watched, I almost passed out and stopped watching. I was like, who the heck is that guy in Evan Neal's jersey? That's great. So the, the Giants have, they have some deficiencies. Like they need the defense to, to pressure the quarterback better than they have been. Um, they need the offensive line to protect a little better than they have. And they need Daniel Jones to be healthy. Um, they need to find a way to get the ball to Hyatt. That guy's exciting. One catch for six yards, but he had that. He had that one grab on the sideline that got called back. Like, he's – that guy, he he changes the way defenses will play you because he can blow the top off of it. He can just start running. You're going to need – there's going to have to be a safety in the parking lot. That's how fast that guy can run. So, 
Um, it's still it's still alive, but Bill's fine, right? I mean, there's they got Patriots next week. Yeah, they're fine. They're, they're fine. And that's that's about as good as you're getting out of me. I'm not going good or fine is the answer because of New England's matchup next week. They're not in a good spot. Like, I don't feel as confident yeah. about them making noise as a Super Bowl team. It's a team I picked to win the Super Bowl. Fine is the right adjective to describe Buffalo. They better get from fine to good to really good all of a sudden because they were pacing that way about mm, last week. And then they got beat by Jacksonville. And then all fix fine. That's the new mantra. Hashtag fix fine out in Western New York and for the Bills Mafia. Well, I mean, if you didn't win that one, you're at the Patriots. That should be a win. You're hosting the Buccaneers. That's... I would think you're going to be favored, probably probably three to five point favorite somewhere in that range. Um, then you're at the Bengals. You're going to be a field goal dog at the Bengals. Uh, Browns hosting the Browns. W. Really good defense though, just like nah, the Giants. They haven't played it. They haven't played that way. They uh, just beat the Niners. No, uh, Broncos. I said. I said oh, Browns. I said Browns. Oh, I'm Browns sorry. Here, yeah. I, said, I meant Broncos. Sorry, man. I'm a little hungover too. What do you want from me? Um, I, I agree Broncos. with you. That's a win. Win. <laughs> um, home for the Jets. I mean, great game. Yep. At the Eagles, we've seen that there can be beat. They can be beat. Um, at the Chiefs, home for the Cowboys. At the Chargers, home for the Pats. At the Dolphins. A little, little tougher there, huh? It's Bills fans, be, a little tough. I mean, there's a little bit of a gauntlet ahead of you, Buffalo. You can't play fine in those games. Fine's yeah. not going to win a lot of those games. No, you're going to have to be the Buff- Buffalo Bills. Um, and then, like I said, the Giants, Commanders, Jets, at Raiders. Honestly, Three winnable games. Yes. Got to take out the Commanders, though. At the Cowboys, at the Commanders, Pats, Packers. I mean, that's nobody's got a, nobody's got an easy road. Nobody's got an easy road. Though I did look at the Raiders, and I think we got 9-10 wins. I'm just going to – I'm just – but, I mean, that's just – I'm just talking at this point. Just talking. So, yeah, I think Giants are what? I think they're a really good draft away. Nobody spent more draft capital right now for their active roster than the Giants have for their offensive line. No one has spent as many draft picks on their active roster than the Giants have. Wow. It's So they're trying, but, like, you got to get – if they get that line right, I don't think Jalen Jones is, is necessarily going to light the world on fire, but I do think he can win you a lot of football games. Um, Saquon Barkley, I would love – if you told me that I can guarantee he is going to be on the field for the majority of the games, give him what he wants. But I, how do you do that? Giant fan – Realistic giant fan was hoping for four and two, three and three at this point yeah, in the season. Yep, Realistic giant fan, one and five is going to be an uphill battle, and it's going to be a thought of uh, what I said a few minutes ago of if the Giants start focusing on still trying to be a playoff team with a really tough division. With a hey, Washington would be a playoff team right now, like the way the Commanders are playing, you could have potentially three teams out of this division being in, in the postseason and some other teams struggling. Where are they going to go for this future? Are they going to try to get that last spot? Or are you focusing on 2024? They got a lot of decisions still to be made. And if Tommy DeVito is going to get on the field and play. <laughs> is that mean you've given up on the on the, the college football season? That you're actually now just, you've taken all your, your orange and just thrown it right behind DeVito? Today, there was a span in one hour. One hour I went from, you know, Dino Babers is struggling. And he's got to figure out what he's doing the next few weeks. So that was one take I had of, wow, Babers' future is up near. They better get a bowl game too. Syracuse is going nine and three. I mean, they're going to win the rest of their games, right? They don't play a team with a winning record potentially. That's how my orange has been going up and down with the waves today. Yeah, good for you. I mean, that's well, honestly that's how it should be. You should believe in your team. Like I, I'm, I'm trying to be 
I'm trying to be realistic. When I when I when I say the Raiders are going to win nine, ten games, like I know you're going to lose to the Chiefs again. They, they always take them down to the fourth. The Raiders will either take the Chiefs down in the last possession or just get wiped off the field. There's no there's no middle ground. But I, there's no reason you don't beat Denver. Oh, I'm sorry. Besides Josh McDaniels, like there's like there's a lot of games, scout, talented talent. They should win. I have them losing to the Jets now. I did not have that before. Just because we mentioned now Denver twice, have you heard the rumor of what's going to go out in Denver? Have you heard this rumor? No. Allegedly, there's talks of Denver firing their defensive coordinator here within the next four weeks. The, so that'd be twice that Vance Joseph's been fired by. And the the, yep, Vance Joseph gets fired, and they may bring in Rex Ryan. Now, Rex Ryan this past summer, Holy had, poop. he had been rumored this summer to be coming in. He eventually didn't get the job, but that rumor's floating around that they have not stopped courting Rex Ryan and how, if at all, that plays a difference for the Denver season. Oh, I mean, he is, say what you want about Rex. You know, he knows defense. There's no, there's no doubt about that. Man, that, how quick could he get him to play? And is it good? Yeah. I mean, listen, he took Mark Sanchez to the AFC Championship game. You know he 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 can he can get a defense so good that it hides a lot of your warts on offense. That's he'd be just a coordinator, and, that, and again, that's not underselling it because he's been a head coach before. But he's had success with Baltimore, and there's the Ryan family with New England. Just a rumor, just a rumor that's floating around. If he does that, that means he's a head coach next year somewhere, right? I still think he should be a head coach, but I think he likes TV. It's less stressful. People like him. He gets paid a lot of money to do it. He doesn't have to. I don't think he's getting offers. I bet you he's not getting no, uh, head coach offers. He should be. I w- like. Well, you got to remember too. Like, I agree with you. By the way, I don't think he's getting offers either. No. He, his ego rubs a lot of places the wrong way, because the way he was with the Jets, we didn't realize what a star he was until you saw Hard Knocks. But like, he was a star. Like he he was. Now he knows he's a star. Remember when we did Bills Camp when he was there, and his truck was louder than mine. Like and I don't mean I don't mean audibly I mean like it was it was a Bills pickup truck it was gigantic, and it was just like one of those things like, do I want my head coach driving that? Like me, it's my job to me notice. Like uh, then I go, do I want my team president driving? Uh, <laughs> but like like he's he's got to have the right staff around him. The problem with the Rex Ryan is this is weird, but it's really true. What hurt Rex Ryan about getting another head coaching job? is John Gruden and Herm Edwards. Because mm-hmm. what the four-letter network became was the launching pad for coaches to make a lot of money and be coveted. Like, there was a long courtship of, oh, John Gruden, imagine he's at Tennessee. Imagine he's at this. Like, yeah. it was every year. Yeah. And then Herm Edwards, it was every year. And then even Trent Dilfer for a little bit, but Dilfer, because of layoffs, and he went back to college. Dilfer sort of, but he's having success where he is now well, Dilfer wasn't as popular as those guys, too. A- exactly right. But what happened Remember, was— Remember, I had to get Dilfer past security at Super Bowl. That's, that's a right. true story. Problem was how Gruden's tenure ended for the Raiders and how Herm Edwards' tenure ended at Arizona State with NCAA violations and breaking rules and then being terrible. So I wonder if the ESPN four-letter network allure of, oh, you got to get the, that— result hurt him a bit too and the ego and, yes and, well it's got to be the right organization because he is going to be a lightning rod like if you want to stay under the radar a little bit while you get things right rex ain't your guy if you want splash you're in everyone's talking about you good bad and different doesn't matter spell the name right rex is your guy i do want to um kick back real quick i said he needs the right coaching staff around him uh, every coach needs the right coaching staff around him. That was a stupid statement, and I'm an idiot for saying it out loud. <laughs> so I just want to hit myself for that. Okay, sorry. I just felt like that. I, I just 
Wait, because like, well, we sit, you know, there's like, like we look at uh, Deion Sanders. I mean, like, we don't look at Deion Sanders and go, that's an X and O's guy, right? We go, okay, he needs, he is a great recruiter. He's a great, he's a, he gets people fired up in the first half of games at least. He needs an X and O offense. He needs an X and O defense guy that he can work with. We're like Rex, he doesn't necessarily need an X and O defense guy. He needs a taskmaster to be under him to do it right. But like every every head coach needs the right staff, or else he's gonna suck. I'm just happy that you pulled a me and just started tough talk toughing tough talking. Nailed it. Thank you. <laughs> well, I heard myself say it and I was just like, what did I just say that out loud? Like I just I just hey, you know what? If you don't have air, you won't breathe. Like, oh, oh, yeah, Jeff. Yeah. Tough talking, unique yeah. New York. <laughs> All right, let's talk about elevation ten thousand. Yes, please. let's do that. Um a friend of mine is in town right now. Came up to me. I was wearing a, a Levac and Gaz hoodie, the moss green with the orange writing that Ooh, I had done. He's yeah. like, I want, I want one of those. I'm like, I'll sell it to you. Um, so the the deal is just like Elevation 10,000 is so good that even our logo is enticing to people. It's amazing. Thank uh, you, Elevation yeah. 10,000. We appreciate that. You and I are meeting with them this week well, at some we, point. Yeah, yeah, but you have to tell me when. Okay. Because like I literally, so Elevation10k.com and check it out. Like right now for what we personally need, putting together a store to get the shirts out and have some fun with that. Um, maybe get a deal where we can get a good batch of shirts made because apparently, you know, iHeart needs us to pay for our own stuff. Whatever. Um, but, like, I, I want to actually, let's be clear, I want it done my way. That's exactly right. <laughs> I was going to stop you. You exactly have it done your way, and that's the strength of Elevation 10,000. They want to well, work with you to get it done is, your my, way. Yeah, my way is I go in, I go, what about this? And they go, it'd be better if we did this way. I'm like, then that's my way. Um, but, like, <laughs> This all all of the stuff they're doing with the branding and all it's just it makes it so much easier. But we do Josh who is gonna help us put together everything. And my dream is that we put the logo on things that people really want and need. So they're forced to take the logo with the thing they need. That's my that's where my head's at here. But we gotta sit down with Josh. And I tell you last week, I was like, Yeah, um, early next week. You go, How about next Friday? I'm like, that's not early. Next week, you go, What about this Monday? I'm like, No, that's not next week. That's this week. It's so okay. you gotta pick a day. Like, so maybe it, Wednesday. Depending right, on how our schedules come together. Let's reach oh, out. I mean, that's a long okay. day for me. I do have the flock you that day as well. But you know, but yeah, but I'm fine with it. But here's the deal. The reason that we're we're working so hard to get in front of our friends at Elevation Ten Thousand, and they're making it as easy as possible for us, is it does it elevates the brand. It changes everything. It takes it takes what would be like a throw off. A couple people might want to free this or free that. Some people might notice it. And they give us the ideas and they help us to get it in front of more people, whether it be through strategic branding, whether it be through digital media, whatever it is. Elevation 10,000 helps you elevate your brand. Elevation 10,000, elevate your brand today. Levac, I'm proud because after that top board four, we told you we were going to bring you the longest commercial-free segment since we got on here. There you go, Giant Yay! fan. There you go, Bill fan. We just went 28 Woo! minutes commercial-free for <sighs> you. That's how much we love <sighs> those fans and that fan base. And that is base. brought to you by Elevation 10,000, where they always go. I don't know. Sorry, it's another one. I don't know. They're all stuck in my head now. Before Covino all the and, voices. Covino and Rich are going to maybe jump up and send me an angry email. We have to get to the play of the day. We got to okay. talk Cowboys. We got to talk baseball. Well, you know we went what? long because we went short before. So don't, like, pretend, you know. I didn't know who was listening. I all wanted right. to hype it up in the top four at four, and I thought it sounded cool, and it did. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio, 95.9980. And it's back for Mohawk Chevrolet. You know, I love my truck. I love uh, my daughter has a beautiful trailblazer. All my friends who have that Mohawk 
uh, frame around their license plate. Absolutely love what they drive. I would love for you to love what you drive, and especially right now during truck month, your chance to go to Mohawk Chevrolet just off exit 12 of the Northway in Boston Spa and find yourself a beautiful Silverado. You could be cruising the way I do or better than I do. I mean, listen, I'm not going to hold you back. <laughs> neither neither were our friends at Mohawk. So if you've been looking to upgrade, now's the time. I can't even, I don't have enough time to list all the specials and the financing deals that Mohawk Chevrolet has for you during truck month. Travis Horn, he's the GM. He'll take care of you. Our guy Nate's over there. Andy Gelcher, Jeff Harden. Just a great time. And don't forget the annual Trunk or Treat family event for Mohawk Honda and Mohawk Chevrolet is coming up on Sunday, October 29th, 11 to 1 at Honda, 11 to 2 at Chevy. Fun, free, safe, and secure environment for children to trick or treat. Good times. And just another example of how the Herodin family is always giving back to the community. So find new roads to Mohawk Chevrolet, where they always go out of their way to please you. It's LeVac and Gaz on the voice of the Capital Region sports fan, Fox Sports 95.9 and 980. At what point does it become obnoxious that I'm so good at this? Like, is it is it when I say it like that? <laughs> is that the point? Is that where I start to become a problem? Is it me? Am I the drama? Uh, it's I, been a long two hours. Whew. But a fun two hours, I, I would just, say. Listen, I've got this problem right now, okay? I have people in my life who, and you're not, I won't, this is not you guys, because I will say one thing. Like, if, if I told you something I liked and you bet it because I liked it and we lost, you don't give me a hard time. It's like, because there's a rule. You take a bet, it's your bet now. That's that's it, you know. But I have friends in my life that if they lose something that I said I liked, or even if I remote, like, like I'm a Michigan fan. Well, I bet Michigan because you're a fan. Well, that's stupid. Like, don't do that. I didn't tell you. You're looking for someone to blame at that point. Huh? Right. I'm just wearing orange. Get him. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, you like Syracuse guys. And, 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 the, and it's on. But I have, like, I've been getting that over at the other job. Over at Tech East, okay? This is what's been going on. They don't take my play of the week. They don't take my safety play from the C4 Smart Energy Bankroll Challenge. They pretend they didn't know they existed. But if I happen to go, yeah, you know what? The uh, the over in Seattle looks decent. Then they'll bet it and then destroy me for a full week for giving them bad advice. <laughs> So, you know, listen, we'll just, we'll just call this person Mike because that's his name. Um, he's just annihilating me because he's losing bets. And I go, well, he sent me that stat you used earlier today with there was only two overs. I was like, well, one of them was Miami and Carolina. That was my that was my safety play. That was my play of the week in the C4 or whatever. You never told me that. I'm like, yes, I did. I go, well, did you bet the Jets? I love the Jets. I've been talking about the Jets for two weeks now. He's like, no, you didn't put that in the text group. I told you to your face, and then I pull up the text. Hey, what do you like? What do you got in the four o'clock window? I got this, and I'm going to throw some fun money at the Raiders just because I care about the Raiders, whatever. So of course he piles on the Raiders, oh, and I start no. getting when Max Crosby gets that um, that penalty that that gives the uh, field goal back to the Patriots, which makes it a two point game instead of a two two and a half point game. I'm getting killed. Max Crosby sucks. You suck. Whatever. Blah, 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 all these things. Then Max Crosby gets the safety in the end zone, winning the game, icing it for the Raiders. And I get Max Crosby's really good. I'm like, well, what about what about this guy? What about over here? Huh? What about me? And then did you bet Jets? Nah, I couldn't see it. I went the other way. So so I'm a little upset. I'm a little mad. 
So I hope everybody in the office goes against my play of the day today, brought to you by Mohawk Chevrolet. All right, here's what we're going to do going forward. I feel like I should have declared this earlier in the show. Some people, like Mike, who enjoys the show, enjoys giving you grief. Be Here, like Mike. Here's what we're going to do. On our Sunday football show. I don't like show, to be like Mike. Our, our Sunday football show, I'm not going to do it. But our Friday show, I will. Okay. The Sunday football show, if you are looking for picks, we're talking about over-unders, play of the day stuff on a Sunday. That's in our second hour. So there you go. If you want to download Apple, Spotify, the iHeart app, we're telling you right now, if you are all about picks and maybe less about X's and O's and breakdowns of the game or fantasy, it's in the second hour. On Friday's show, I will start time stamping fantasy versus reality okay. in our plays of the day. So no one has know. an excuse I don't anymore. Help these people. Okay. By the way, right now, 2-0 in fantasy versus reality going into tonight's game. Just want to point that out to you. 3-0 last week. Was it Stu Finer? I feel like I'm Stu Finer right now. 3-0, and ready to roll, ready to roll, ready to roll. Matthew McConaughey's going to play me in the movie. Um, I'm 2-0. and going. How are you on Fantasy vs. Reality so far? Uh, well, that's a perfect segue to this, but I wanted you to finish your point. Well, I, I, so it's I, a I'm nice old, play. Yeah. If I get today, if I get my play of the day for today right, which is a play that I've loved all week, if I get this one right, 3-0, and two weeks in a row, Fantasy vs. Reality, play of the week. My play of the week, guys, you verify this, 6-0. and Has not last. Never lost. Never lost. 6-0. and uh, my fa- I'm going to lead off here on my play of the day tonight, thanks to Mohawk Chevrolet, because I'm currently 0-1-1 on mm. fantasy versus reality. Okay. I-, I went into the week at 7-7-1. Seven, seven and one. Now, if this hits tonight, I will I, be 1-1-1. One, one and one. I'm 12-5 and five right now. That's pretty good. 12-5. and five. Really good. I could be 8-8-2 eight, eight, and two after six weeks. <laughs> Nothing more boring than 8-8-2. Eight, eight, oh, I love it. I love it. What are we betting on this one? <laughs> I'm all in knots about this because my, really? play, my play is C.D. Lamb. So, yeah. I, okay, great. C.D. Lamb. I'm going to go with C.D. Lamb tonight. I love That's it. That's my play. Great matchup. Chargers number one allowed in fantasy football points to wide receivers. So, I'm looking around a little bit. Second, like second show in a row. I'm going to call out Caesar. So, I'm like, okay, I'm going to play a same-game parlay. Great. And this is very smart. What Gaz is doing, kids, is called chopping lines. He's going to the apps, which we can do now. He's going to Rivers in person, and he's finding the best number for what he wants to bet. But I need help because okay. there's no way this can be the best number I can find. I'm sitting on this right now. Maybe it'll change before kickoff. But I'm like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take over CD Lamp, seven and a half. Uh, excuse me, five and a half total well, receptions. Five receptions, but I like it. And 71.5 yards. I'm like, okay. 72 yards, six catches. That's a pretty good game. I need him at 14.5. That gets me right up against it. I'm pretty close. He just needs a few more yards. That's minus money. Wait a second. I got two bets going on and mm-hmm. minus money on a 50-50 over-unders. I don't like that at all. No, 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 no. No, no. What's going on with that number? So I'm like, okay, I got I to gotta get a little plus action going here. Let me get an anytime touchdown for CD Lamp. So then I'm great. I like the matchup. It goes back to what I said. Well, back, it's only plus 250. I got three variables going for plus 250. I don't Ooh. like that either. Plus 250 is not bad, dude. That's not bad. I, I get... I'm going to go you, with it. Yeah. I, I, I was hoping for this. When I get like so a, wait, so you're going you're gonna to do a three, same game parlay, three, all three revolving around CeeDee Lamb. Over in yards, over in receptions, touchdown at any time. But that's plus okay. 250. I don't love the odds. I was hoping for higher because I'm getting 50-50 for how they set it. You would think maybe it's four and a half or four. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to roll with that. But if someone can tell me, if you're listening, please, at Tom Goss, T-O-M-G-O-Z-Z, for that, again, over receptions, over yards, and a touchdown. You give me something better than plus 250, 
Let me know because I got to find it. I got anytime touchdown at plus 180 over at uh, FanDuel here. Yeah? So, what do you gotta, check out those overs for me if you can. Uh, well. Minus 110 to get you 72 and a half yards. And then what were you doing? Touch, uh, and then uh, yards and receptions, five and a half. Uh, da, 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 da. I got to look for receptions. Okay. I, I haven't gone that far in. But Well, we're learning a very valuable go. lesson I'll, here. And that uh, is make sure yards. you get the plus money, get the better odds that you want, just because you have a number like, I like going in. I was blindly going to wager that. Blindly going to say over, over, over. I love the matchup. But I didn't like what the return value was going to be on my play. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely. I'd take a little trip over to FanDuel if I were you. Okay. On that one, uh, or maybe DraftKings. I haven't even looked at DraftKings yet. You know, I know they. I looked at them to start the show. They didn't look at them right here. This is where I'm at. All right. So your play of the day, very CD Lamb heavy. Yes. I like it because CD Lamb is one of the reasons I feel very good about my play of the day, which is the Dallas Cowboys. I have been hearing everyone tell me how terrible the Dallas Cowboys are. The Dallas Cowboys are doo-doo, poopy, they're stinky. They are laying a point and a half on the road in L.A. So far, taking on the Chargers. There will be more Cowboys than Chargers fans at this game tonight. Okay, so your home field advantage goes right out the window. That's gone. Goodbye. Don't even want to hear about it. C.D. Lamb is getting trashed in the media for not being for for uh, was it Jag just another guy yeah. to, to steal from Steve Smith Senior. Dak is getting trashed in the media. The the Dallas Cowboys are getting trashed in the media. Let me just tell you this: last five games, when you look at what the Cowboys have done, forty nothing they beat the Giants, thirty ten they beat the Jets. We now know that Jets game is a real game. That's a real win. Lost to the Cardinals destroyed the Patriots and got destroyed by the Niners. The Chargers have beat the Raiders by a touchdown in a game which Justin Herbert broke a finger on his non-throwing hand, okay? Uh, Minnesota, they beat 28-24. Minnesota's not good. The Raiders are... You you also lost to Tennessee. You you, You got lost a shootout to Miami, okay? Where's the quality win? I know I got quality wins with the boys, and I know the boys are angry after what happened against San Francisco. Give me the Cowboys. Give me CeeDee Lamb to go off. Give me Micah Parsons to go uh, just crazy. I Listen, don't be crazy. You might want to look at a Cowboys defense anytime touchdown in this game. I love the Cowboys tonight. It's one of my favorite plays of the week. The one and a half, it, it, to me, it's it just it screams – Hey, take the home team. Take the Chargers. Chargers are good. Everybody loves the Chargers. Austin Eckler's back. Uh, Keenan Allen, whose whose head is built like every like mastermind, the Will Ferrell cartoon. Like everybody loves the Chargers. All of a sudden, this is the one coaching matchup that I'm not afraid of as a Cowboy supporter for the evening. Give me the boys. How about them Cowboys? If the Cowboy defense plays as well as LeVac thinks they're going to play, and I'm leaning towards that as well because they've given us example after example of how good the defense could play. If you're a fantasy football player, do yourself a favor. At the end of tonight's matchup, go over to sort fantasy points and see the best. There are some leagues where the Cowboy defense ranks as high as sixth. That's quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers. That defense can be as high as sixth in some leagues if they have a big performance tonight. How good Dallas is and how well they performed overall on the defensive side of football. You know, I also wish it was a play of the day where we could play over under 0.5 bad Brandon Staley decisions during the game. Oh, man. that was That's minus money, too. That's not plus money. That is That would be a fun one, too, because, like, 
times he goes for it when he shouldn't, stuff like that. You would need to accept somebody's judgment, though. Like, you'd have to be like, okay, uh, Gaz is in charge of this one. Gaz, what do you, how many bad calls from Staley? I, I think, and I think Dan Quinn, this is one of his nights to shine where he can just show everybody, listen, when you're done with this Mike McCarthy nonsense, just give me the team. You clearly are going to give me the team eventually. Just give it to me now. We've said this expression once or twice today. Let's do it a third time. Stick a fork in them. They're done. I don't want to get too carried away after one game in the NLCS tonight and the second game in the ALCS tonight. But if Texas wins tonight and goes up 2-0 for how good they've been playing, and if Philadelphia goes out tonight and smashes Arizona, are we sticking a fork in the Diamondbacks and the Astros three games into the championship series? Or is that too much? Have I just been so excited about stabbing today that I just get one more stab it? Stab, stab, stab. Very, very Halloween season. Look at you. It's spooky season, as I've been told it is, by some guy who eats Dunkin' Donuts, apparently. Um, I think I think the Rangers, yeah, if the Rangers get up two, it's over. They they got Uncle Mo on their side, man. Momentum is is squarely on their side. Um, the I, I think the Phillies are going to be dominant in this series. Me too. <laughs> Maybe. Do you think they lose one? I'll find out tonight. I feel as if they're going to dominate tonight. And if they do, but again, I, I said this last week to you, Arizona, I would have done this for every series for Arizona, but Philly's a different beast right now. Philly and Texas feel like they're just cruising right now. Both of those teams in opposite sides. Now we're talking Astros and Diamondbacks need to do something special. Somebody needs to jump out. Maybe a comfort behind win, maybe a wild, weird play. Something needs to change. And Arizona hasn't even taken the field yet. And I'm already given that take about the Diamondbacks. So I'll say Yes. If Philly wins big and Texas wins, those series are already a wrap, and they barely got started. All right, I'm I'm with you on that too. And um, I just want to just want to take a moment and um, remind the sales force here that if I die, you make less money. Did I tell you what happened when I got here today? <laughs> um, no. There's a, there's a member of the sales force who's doing his best, like Mike Myers, Jason Voorhees routine today. So I pulled in. When I pulled in, I had a, I had an Albany Firebird issue I had to fix before I could come in. So I was hoping from the parking lot, the Wi-Fi would reach the computer. doesn't. had to hotspot the phone, pull the computer up, start fixing the issues. I'm cruising along. I'm like, this is great. I can't believe how fast I'm. Look, I'm, I might be good at this. I'm fixing things. And all of a sudden I hear, what are you doing? Right next to me, right at the window. And it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's our guy, Mike, Mike Sousa, the sales rep, who I go, I literally, I was angry. I was, he scared me so good. That my I was initially angry, like I was like, "What the f- is wrong with you?" And then I started laughing. I was like, "That was really good. You got me." But like I was, like, have you ever been scared so perfectly that you you have your impulse is anger and rage? We talked about this off the air Sunday. Fight or flight. Yeah. Eighty five percent of the time I'm probably flight, but fifteen percent it's no doubt fight. That's a no doubt fight scenario for me. You got a little more fight than that. I, I'm gonna put okay. you. I'm, I'm gonna put you thirty percent fight. Lately. Okay. You've, as you get older, I see more fight in you. Especially when it comes to me, you always want to fight, you jerk. No, but yeah, so so if you kill me, less money, okay? Just just math says that at, at best you're getting in 50% of and gaz, not Levac and gaz, okay? <laughs> Ask other people what happened after I haven't been on their station anymore. All right, so, <laughs> sorry, feeling froggy. Feeling good off that Jets call. Feeling good about this Cowboys call. All right, that's it. Play the day's done. I feel good about USX Pest Control. That's what oh. I feel good about every single day. When I go out there, like this past weekend, like, all right, I'm going to go out and mow the lawn. 
We're good. Then it starts raining. Then I started looking outside. I'm like, what's going on? Then I start wondering about what it could have been like this summer and this fall without USX Pest Control. What I could have been walking into. I don't know. It would have been spooky and scary. And I don't know. Thank you to Tim and Frank and everybody who was a part of coming over to my spot, my home, and making sure to give me the scout report on what's working, what you need to clean up, what's going on in your home. Thanks to USX Pest Control. I didn't have to worry about that for months. Thanks to the great inspection they did and the plan they set up for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my daughter and her boyfriend just got a puppy. So they, you know, dog comes in and they found a bug on it. They might be a tick, whatever. And it's like this tiny little thing, right? And I go, that's not, that can't be because we've been treated for that. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to reach out and check and make sure, but I think we're good. And I go, and they're like, well, you can't keep them all out. Rabbits live in the yard. I'm like, okay, all true things, all true things. However, have you noticed no mosquitoes this summer? Have you noticed that? And they're like, oh my yeah. God, we were, we were talking about that. These are all the things. But like, as a pet owner, you know how important it is to keep those ticks at bay. The fact that I can go, instead of just go, well, I guess I'll head off to the hardware store and try to solve this issue myself. The fact that I can just, I can just message over to our friends at USX Pest Control and get back to, um, you should be covered for this much longer, but we're sending Frank out. We'll take care of you. You're good. You're platinum. You're in. I'm like, this is what I need out of life. My kid thinks I'm an idiot 95% of the time. This was 5% of the time where she had to go, oh, dad's got to figure it out. And I was like, yeah, because I know yeah. USX Pest Control. Get get started today. Go to USXPest.com. Schedule that free inspection. Tim comes out, teaches you everything. Next thing you know, you're covered. And anything shows up, you know who to call. It's oddly enough not Ghostbusters. It's USX Pest Control. All right, uh, Monday Night Football tonight. We'll be able to talk about that with you tomorrow. And also, I'm just going to leave right now. So it's uh, uh, Fox Sports Radio, 95.9, 980. Wash your hands, don't touch your face.